Welcome back to the Red Dice Stories with me, your host, John. And in this episode, I'd like to ask you the question, how do you stat your NPCs in D&D? Now, just a bit of a disclaimer before we get into this discussion. Obviously, I know that not all NPCs need stats. After all, if your player characters are wandering into a bakery and they're going to buy some bread or something like that, then you probably don't need combat stats for the baker. Or if it's someone who's just in passing, they're never going to be seen again. You probably don't need stats for those. So... Putting that to one side, I'm going to ask, when you're genning up your NPCs, do you gen them up as complete characters? You know, like roll the stats, choose a class, all of that sort of stuff you do with your player characters. Now, to be honest, I can certainly see the appeal of that, since it means that there's a similar base on which to base the um, expertise of your NPCs and their skill levels as there is for the player characters. So if you've got a player character who is a third level fighter against an NPC who's a first level fighter, you know roughly how much stronger the player character is. However, it does take a bit more time to do that generation process. And obviously that depends to a certain degree on what tools you're using. I mean, if you're doing it all manually, it'll obviously take a little bit longer depends on what version of D&D you're running. Earlier versions tend to be a bit quicker. Are you using online generators? They can speed things up a great deal. But it's still a lot of time that's got to be taken. A more sort of important thing to me is it sort of makes the character classes that player characters can have seem a little bit less special, in my opinion. Now, I'm not one of these GMs who's like, oh, the player characters are like destined to be heroes. They tend to start off sort of being super powered from the start. I run old school essentials based on earlier versions of D&D where the player characters are just like half a step above the common man when they first start off. They're very fragile. They're making their first tentative steps into the adventuring world. But I still like to think that someone who's gained a character class is like a touch above your common farmhand. After all, a mage has got, well, a wizard has got the ability to cast spells. A fighter has combat proficiency far above that of your normal human. A thief has their skills. A cleric can obviously call on the power of their gods, although they can't really cast spells until second level in earlier versions, but they have the ear of their god at least to a certain extent. So, whereas if everyone has those classes, they don't really seem to be that special. There's nothing that really sets the player characters apart, aside from the fact they are player characters. So, as I said, I mainly run old school essentials at the moment. And that has a particular way of sort of handling this, where basically you get a spread of different human NPC types in the monster section of the book. And we get acolytes who are like sort of cult priests and stuff like lesser priests effectively bandits berserkers who are these rage-filled warriors brigands dervishes who are like these fanatical wanderers mediums who are sort of like lesser magic users roughly equivalent to like a first level wizard merchants nomads normal humans pirates and veterans that you get various sort of hit dice equivalents of those who are sort of more experienced soldiery types, you know, veterans of wars, etc. 
and these cover a fair old gamut of different uses in the game and like any other monster you get a bit of flavor text and some stats that include a bit of organizational info as well as what loot they have and this works very well if you just want to grab a simple set of stats without worrying about it too much and to be honest this is what I've tended to do in the past. After all, you can always use the stats without the flavor text, and it is very simple and convenient. So if it's so simple and convenient and so easy to do, you might be saying, well, John, why are you rambling on about how people gen their NPCs? Aren't you just happy using these stat blocks? And yet they've worked very well for me, but this all started when I was recently reading the Old School Companion Volume 1. And in there, there are a number of medieval-inspired NPC classes. And these are courtier, priest, sage, craftsman, and archer. And this started me down a little bit of a mental rabbit hole in thinking about how I stat my NPCs. And it brought back vague memories of there being some NPC classes back in the 3.0, 3.5 days. So after a bit of a Google search, I found details for the following. Adept, a shaman that's sort of neither wizard nor priest, aristocrat, commoner, expert, who's a highly skilled craftsperson or professional, and a warrior who is a strong combatant without the finesse and specialized training that a fighter has. And it got me thinking, well, there's got to be something to NPC classes because I found a number of different versions of D&D that include them. And even games like Old School Essentials that don't include NPC classes as such, they still have a, a wide variety of different sets of monster stat blocks for these NPCs. And what I think, and obviously this is just my personal opinion that this comes down to, is the fact we need to have a measure of proficiency and ability within the game. Obviously we have this ready-made when it comes to player characters. It's your character class level. It's your stats. It's those things that sort of set your player character apart from the vast run of humanity, the background players, if you will. When it comes to NBCs, though, in some circumstances, we don't tend to really have this. You know, you go and see a you go and see a sage. He's the same as any other sage. You go to you hire ten archers. All the archers are pretty much the same. They've got the same stat blocks. They might have some minor variations in equipment. Maybe a couple have got crossbows instead of longbows. Whatever. But by and large, they're pretty much the same. So. What happens if you want to have a, an archer or a sage who's a little bit more skilled than that? Obviously, you can just tweak an existing like monster or NPC stat block to make it a little bit different and a little bit varied. But doing that sort of on the fly, I'm not sure I'd be too keen on it myself. I mean, don't get wrong, if you're, if you're down with that, go for it. Whereas I quite like the idea of having a system of NPC classes where I can look at the classes and go, right, this guy's a level one archer, this guy's a level three archer, and sort of just looking at that, I sort of have a rough idea how they stand in terms of their ability and power level. I think it's just handy to have that. It's a nice, simple shorthand. And also, you know, if if you get a few sort of cool tricks, and I, one of the things I like in the Old School Companion Volume 1 is each time one of these npcs goes up in a level they get to roll on a table and that sort of gives them like a little bit of a, a minor ability and i like the fact that as a 
player character, you might get to know which particular NPCs you deal with on a regular basis have certain abilities, especially if you're in like an urban campaign or you have a base of operations. So you might know that like, oh yeah, the sage over here knows a lot about uh, military troops and sort of past historical battles. But if you really want to know about ancient legends and mythical monsters, oh, you need to go and see the sage down on Third Street because he's far more knowledgeable about that particular area. Or you might say, oh yeah, well, we're going to hire some archers. Oh, well, if you're going to be fighting against orcs, you might want to go to this particular tavern where there's a group of archers who were involved in a famous conflict against orcs and goblins. And they sort of learned a bit about their tactics and they know how to fight them more proficiently. Now, as I said at the start of this episode, you certainly don't need to have combat stats for every NPC. But if someone's going to be a recurring NPC or they're going to be involved in a combat, maybe they're a henchman or a hireling or something like that, it's nice to have a set of stats you can just quickly pull out. Now, as I said, the easiest option is the old school essentials option where it's just like, here's stats as you would get for a monster, run with that. But if you want a little bit more customization than that, without going the whole hog of giving them a player class, sort of putting them on a, a footing with the player characters, which, as I've said, sort of can make the player character classes seem a little bit less special. I think these sort of NPC classes are a good middle ground. They're a nice little shorthand for letting you know the various power and ability levels of people. But these NPC classes don't tend to be on the same levels of power as player character classes so they don't really take anything away from them they're just an easy simple shortcut to enabling you to have a bit of customization when it comes to the npcs in your game so there we go there's my thoughts on statting up npcs i might touch again on this in the future if people are interested if you want to tell me how you stat up your npcs do you use npc classes do you think they're horrendous let me know and you can do so by dropping a voicemail to speakpipe or anchor or if you want to leave an email you can send it to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com and there's links for all of that in the descriptions if you send us a message you might get featured in a future bonus a voicemail episode so thank you very much for taking the time to listen to me ramble hopefully we'll catch you next episode and in the meantime take care stay safe and whatever you're playing have fun <laughs>